Welcome back to Still Tipping Podcast. This is episode two. I know it's been a little while, but I've been on vacation. Everyone's been busy. It's been a wild week. All-star game, baseball. We'll get into it, but I'm Braden. That'll be at Brazy on Twitter. And I'm Chris, at that big guy, Chris. And I'm Jose, at Jose4E's underscore G on Twitter. Or ease. I'm gonna make, Man, you're gonna make it hard for people to find you. <laughs> That's my right. goal. That's your goal. All right, let's hop right into it. I think we're gonna start with what we witnessed tonight, which was the first game back from the All Star break, where the Astros put up a seven spot on the White Sox, and Lance McCullers Jr. was absolutely shoving on the mound. He was some of the most electric stuff I've seen from him in a while. Uh, Ten strikeouts. Um, one earned run was in the first inning, kind of settled in after that and was just disgusting. So, yeah, um, from Lance tonight, uh, it was the glaring thing from his, uh, his start tonight was definitely his command. Um, he wasn't necessarily blowing the doors off of people, not until really the seventh inning when he struck out the side and the last four batters that he faced. Um, it was really his command. He almost had sort of a Fromber-esque outing where he wasn't blowing the doors off of people. He did give up two quick hits uh, in the first, uh, which led to one run being produced out of those first two pitches, which is not always the best start. But after that, he was just completely dominant. I mean, he was controlling everything in the game, making some defensive plays here and there. Um, super confident. And even and Pat, on the broadcast was talking about conviction and how he was uh, ahead of every pitch he was throwing as if he was throwing it with all of his might. So that was really good to see him come out of the break um, with that ferocity and give us a good uh, starting point going into the second half. Yeah, he didn't, get a, he didn't give up a hit after that first inning. And he only he walked two, which is not bad. Uh, definitely could be worse because Framber, how many did he walk? Like, what, five the other day? When that yeah, he walked so, five against the Indians and then another two in this last uh, game against the A's. Yeah. Um, so it, I know there's been a walk problem here recently, especially against the Yankees in that last series. So it was nice to see, you know, just some control. You know, we, we've been pretty blessed this year, I would say, with just, you know, our pitchers have been throwing strikes. There hasn't been a lot of walks, you know, especially with guys like Arkeedy and Grinky with basically their entire game is just painting the corners and control. So, you know, it's just nice to see that kind of, that kind of line, basically two, two hits, one or run, two walks, 10 strikeouts. Definitely, definitely Framber-esque, I would say for sure with his, with his, you know, control at the beginning. I mean, he's still young too. Cause he's what, like 27. Him and Framber are like the same age, believe it or not. And I feel like McCullers has been around a long time. But we've got him locked up for another five years. I'm pretty stoked. I feel like he could probably settle in and become a an actual ace, in my opinion, if he can because he's he's got the he's got the velocity. You know, he I saw he threw 97 tonight. Uh maybe I even maybe even saw a couple 98s. I couldn't remember, but he went seven innings strong, and I'm pretty sure they said on the broadcast for undefeated when our starting pitching goes seven innings. So, yeah, that's promising. That um, pretty so, good. Pretty good. <laughs> just just uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty yeah just good. just okay, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which is, what was surprising was that like all of a lot of our pitch our starting pitching stats are top two in the league in in the American League. I think the White Sox were right there with us too. Yeah. Cease was nasty tonight too. Like at least at the beginning, some of the stuff he was throwing just dropped out. Like that changeup he threw to Tucker at his on his first at bat, like just oh. dropped out, like on the off the face of the earth. Like it just Tucker looked lost. It was it, disgusting. He died, and Tucker was just yeah, he was just left there hanging. So uh, Cease definitely uh, showed what he could do, but um, I think it's just the, the credit to the patience of the Astros lineup um, and really just plugging away at each at bat and kind of letting Cease pitch himself out of these situations um, or pitch himself into these situations, I would say, where he's losing that command, that touch a little bit and, you know, gave up some base runners and uh, it kind of went off from there. Yeah, I agree. And why don't we move on to the 
hitting aspect of tonight's game, I'm kind of worried about Jordan right now. He's in a bit of a slump. Yeah. Um, what was it? Five strikeout or four strikeouts today? Yeah. That's bad. I'm pretty sure he didn't even have a three strikeout game in his rookie season, and he's had like a few in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, a couple. He's been struggling for sure, which is, I mean, every major leaguer goes through slumps. I It was kind of going to happen. He's been arguably one of the best hitters in baseball in the last two years since his rookie season. Super underrated. You know, I just feel like a lot of our star play, like our younger star players don't get a lot of recognition just because they were, they're wearing that orange Jersey. So to, to kind of tangent off what you were saying, um, your Don slump is akin to a guy with that power, right? He's going to swing through a lot of pitches. Oh yeah. He's shown like some glimpses of patience this season where he's actually worked through some counts um, where he's not behind. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, kind of stays with it and then gets into full counts and kind of anything goes at that point. But to what you were saying about um, his slump, I mean, it's it's hard because he, he wants to nail the ball every single time. As we saw from his first game back from paternity leave, he had two dingers. And uh, it seems like on those games, he's the best hitter in the league. And then I know it's when he pulls a Giancarlo Stanton or Aaron Judge and strikes out four times in a game, it's like, eh. You know, you kind of want to take your hits and move on, you know? I mean, it, it's it's not a bad time to, you know, have five strikeouts either because, I mean, obviously the rest of the offense was just pumping it out, maybe except for Correa had kind of struggled at the plate tonight too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, look, Miles Straw, three RBIs. Kyle Tucker had three hits. Brantley, two hits and a homer. Yuli, three hits, two RBIs and, and a walk. Like, everyone else just was on fire. So, I mean – for those two, for for Jordan and Correa to struggle tonight, it's not a big deal. You know, the only thing that matters is that W in the in the, in the win column. Definitely agree on that. And you know, like Jordan slump, it's I think he's zero for his last fifteen, but it's okay to happen now, right? I mean, better you know, get it out of your way now. We're the hottest team in baseball. They would matter. So like, it doesn't. Well, I love matter. your opinion. Yeah, we'll go with it's, that. Yeah, I mean, we've made the we've made the uh, the White Sox our little 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 bitch this season. They're <laughs> they play they play in this like Mickey Mouse division, so it's not like it's 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 whatever. It's gonna show they're gonna get swept in the playoffs by whoever they play, so it's not really that big of a deal. I mean, their their biggest competition is literally just Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber. So like that, it, it's <laughs> there's there's not much you can say about them. They, and that's they might, who will beat them. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna get they're gonna get Lou Bob and they're gonna get Eloy back, but I really don't think it's enough. Um, we, we have the receipts in case they uh, prove you wrong. <laughs> if they if they, in if, case uh, if they prove me wrong and they make it further than the ALDS, then I'll eat my words and I'll you know whatever. But <laughs> are, getting, are, are we getting a White Sox tattoo or what? No, no. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Let's continue. Let's just let's it's an All Star Week, man. No, yeah, we're getting, okay, we'll talk about All Star Week. I was going to talk yeah, let's about get into the, that. let's get into that. All right, my favorite part about All Star Week is how the Astros gave the big old mill finger to the <laughs> to Mister okay. Robbie Manfred, told him to go. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. All having kids. Why are they going to go to All Star game when when their um, their family is just starting? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Presley. Presley's wife is Presley's wife is what thirty eight weeks pregnant. Correa's wife is pregnant. Brantley, I think. What did Brantley say? Just want to spend time with his family. And then Altuve said he's a leg, sore leg, sore leg. Yeah, I don't know what. I mean, it was. I really didn't carry the way if they were in it or not. It was just nice to have some all stars, no matter what. You know, at least get recognition for what the team has done this year. Oh yeah, they'll definitely agree on that. Look at the little uh, accolade on their baseball reference page, which is all I care about. Oh yeah, I mean, all the all that matters is that you could buy a jersey with their name on the back with the All Star Game shit. So that's um, it. That's it. Um, and then my players are healthy come playoff time. Oh yeah, and I mean they Let's were looking that. they were looking sexy today, except for Mr. Correa. But and you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my guy Jordan. Yeah, Sorry, though. It's all right. Yeah, they'll be back. They're both 
superstars in my eyes. Let's let's talk about that home run derby though. Did you guys watch it? Definitely, not. man. Definitely. A bunch of my buddies had uh, a big pot going, so it, it actually made it more fun to watch. So I was surprisingly, as you guys know, I was actually in Colorado for unrelated reasons. I was in Denver for unrelated reasons this past weekend. I watched the home run derby, but it was like so we went to dinner with family. And I specifically like told everybody, like, I need a TV. Like, I want to watch this. This is important. And they literally pick a restaurant where the only TVs I have are at the fucking bar. There's no TVs at the actual table. So, like, I had to watch it on my phone for, like, the first, like, 30 minutes. Then I had to go sit at the bar and watch it. And then I had to, like, leave, like, halfway through. Like, I think I left after the, right after the first round was over. And I missed, like, part of the second round. I mean... It was actually quite enjoyable. I haven't oh, no, really I, enjoyed I, one in a while. Yeah, I I mean, I did you not watch the one in 2019, man? Because I, I didn't. That man. was ridiculous. I didn't. <laughs> that Jock Peterson, that Vlad Jr. round where they just, it, it was just a shootout. But yeah, it was quite a contentious first round. Yeah, I mean, but it, this year, that Otani Soto matchup was pretty good. What yeah. went all the way to that swing off. Soto hit a 520 foot nuke into like the upper deck uh of coors field which was ridiculous i it that's probably going to stand as one of the longest ones for all in the stack cast era i think it is the longest one in the stack cast era but it's going to stand for a while Mm -hmm. like that that thing went (laughs) (laughs) um i think my favorite part was that mancini made it all the way to the final yeah yeah that was that was really great and he's having a, a decent year coming off of what was, you know, a, a very big health crisis. So it's, it's, yeah, really I love, I love it. Keep your cap no matter what for making the comeback, you know? I mean, he's, he's played really well this season, especially for someone in his position. Um, I'm sure he did not feel great at the beginning of this season, you know, with after everything he's been through, but I mean, look what he's been able to do. I mean, he's doing way more than most anybody thought, he would he would be capable of especially coming off of something like cancer it's ridiculous huge props i'm a big fan now but big meat pete pulled it out again <laughs> i'm sorry i had to i had to but back to back dirt back to back derbies for you know he's made more money in the home run derby than he yeah. has playing baseball yep. just in general yep. that's yep. crazy Two million um, with the Mets and two million with the home run. It was like one point eight or something with the Mets, and then two million with the so home run derby. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's just kind of he's a young guy, he's a young player. It's kind of what happens though with the arbitration and stuff like that. Like you don't make a whole lot of money until you get your first actual contract, basically. Mm. First bag. Yeah, your first bag. First bag. Dude, his stroke pause. That uh, his swing. In the home run derby is <laughs> just is pause. just constant. It's constantly it's beautiful it's just a Yo, nice dude, sweeping motion just, yeah that dude is that dude was born to hit dingers basically that's it i mean he does nothing else it feels like it's either for he's he's like one of those players where it's either just gone or it's out <laughs> you know that's it man gallo of the tri-state area yeah there you go. i would comparison. arguably say though that he's probably better like on base wise than gallo is oh hundred percent gallo has to be like the worst <laughs> just the worst strikeout guy in like the last like 10 years at least then the yankees want him so bad that's hilarious to me great just they, give us somebody else to strike out they need another home run or strikeout guy like they need a hole in the head i mean i mean exactly i mean well, yeah. add him to add him to that lineup there's going to be like 10 strike like the, the, the it doesn't matter who's pitching that game if they're going to get 10 strikeouts Imagine, imagine a, a a lineup consisting of John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Joey Fucking Gallo. Mm, Whiff Central, the league is done. <laughs> Whiff Central Station, baby. Yeah, exactly. that's what they would be called. Now that's that would not that would not be. I mean, that'd be ideal in my eyes. I'd love to watch all those guys just strike out in a row. Um, but let's see what the let's see what the Yankees do because I. I don't think they're making the playoffs this year. So it's you know, not going in that direction. Yeah. I mean, even if they get Gallo, it looks like Gallo's not going to the playoffs either way. Yeah. It's, it'll, it'll be tough. Yeah. Um, another thing. Did you see what 
Otani did with his earnings from the uh, home run derby? I did yeah. not. So basically what he did, I saw this on Twitter earlier today. I think he got like $150,000 for participating in the derby. Like that's what everyone gets. And then like the runner up gets, you know, 500,000 or something. Then the winner gets a million. Mm -hmm. Um, But he basically distributed the 150,000 among a bunch of the employees for the angels, you know, like the equipment people and like the grounds crew, like stuff, people like that. Which I thought was pretty interesting, pretty cool. You uh, is pretty cool. Play against someone like that because he's so good. But when he does stuff like that, it's really hard, even if you're a rival of his, to not just love that guy. I mean, no, I love I love him. And the thing is, like, he plays on such a crap team. It's not like they're gonna threaten us anyway. Um, <laughs> so like it, it's I I, I so part of me wishes he was on like a better team, but part of then I'm just like, wait, no, I like where he's at because then I don't have to actually worry, you know. If he hits a if he hits a couple homers against us, oh man, dang! Now it's eight to two. Um, so, <laughs> like, uh, it's it's whatever in my opinion. But staying on Otani, he got that All Star Game dub. He did um, only pitching one inning, which I didn't even think was possible. I guess I don't, I don't I don't really understand one inning shutout, my guy. Yeah, one inning. Yeah, you know, he he throws some gas i saw a couple of hundos in there oh yeah 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 it's insane yeah he's he's definitely got some he's got some insane stuff and i still i still can't believe that like what that dude's doing like i don't he's people are comparing him to babe ruth now he's babe ruth didn't couldn't pitch like that no i mean babe ruth was not built like that <laughs> i mean he also played against plumbers and like accountants so plumbers accountants uh you name it police officers i don't know i'm pretty sure Back then, people were people were pulling up into the box with like stokes in their mouth, just oh yeah, guffing like yeah. I, uh, I don't know it's that was like a roly poly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really hope there's no Yankees fans. Yeah, we're straight. We're straight destroying Babe Ruth right now. God. Oh my God. Speaking 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 of Yankees fans, when I I, I went to the Futures game and the all-star like celebrity game or celebrity softball game or whatever and there was like two dudes sitting in front of me that were yankees fans and one of them was wearing a lou Gehrig jersey that had like his name on the back which i thought was like illegal um and then someone else had a babe Babe ruth one with ruth on the back which i also thought was illegal like there was it was just like i didn't even know you could uh, do that without do they not sell lou Gehrig and babe ruth jerseys anymore well, they do. That's not, it's, they're not supposed to have their names on the back. That's like an, a Yankees thing. Like everyone, it, apparently uh, Yankees fans, Yankees fans, and like they hate when the names are on the back. I don't know. It's like a weird tradition. And they don't think that they should be sold like that, especially like the older players. Um, but they also think that um, Aaron Judge looks great with a bald head. So I, Add that to the list of stupid traditions that they have. Yeah, like the, I mean, look at Rugnan Odor. Like that dude looks like a toe, and they made him shave his beard. Like, poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) He does look like a toe. Well, I guess if we're going to stay on the All Star game stuff, we can talk about Vladdy. Oh, God. Vladdy Daddy, who is, who hit a home run derby home run in the regular all-star game i when i was watching the game like i thought that thing left or like orbit like that was a nuke someone someone on mount evans in colorado like like hit their head on that baseball yeah no he literally knocked some dude hiking like out or something <laughs> like was, i don't know that was that was a monster shot yeah. i mean and then even today like oh my he what he hit two today for 29 and 30 and that yep. i think number 30 literally went out onto the street in buffalo like it looked like it <laughs> that dude is ridiculous yeah if uh if the reason that your don doesn't get as much coverage as maybe he should um if vladdy is that reason then i'm kind of okay with it because he's been he's been killing it i mean just just absolutely destroying the ball and the, the crazy thing is like so is Bo bichette but no one even talks about him just because he's it's just because Vladdy's there. And like it's 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 because Bo Bichette's not hitting 30 homers, but he's he's hitting the ball all over the field, stealing bases. He's looking really good this year, and everyone's completely forgotten about him just because he's playing in a lineup right in front of 
Vlad. I mean, Toronto's offense is very comparable to maybe the Astros' offense. And I would agree. Um, I don't think I don't think they're as deep as we are, though. Not as deep, but either they got Simeon, Tasker Hernandez, Bichette, um, um, Vladdy. They've got Lourdes Gurriel, who is sort of like you know, not exactly Yuli, but more like Yuli Light in some way. Yeah, very light. Excellent fielder, but. I don't think he's he he's struggling this year a little bit. His on base yeah. percentage is like under 290, which is not good. Yeah, um, Yuli's like old headedness uh, approach at the plate where he's yeah just, he's not disciplined. Um, no, he's just not at that level yet. But I mean, still. and the Blue Jays have a couple decent starters. I mean, I think they're I think personally like they're overall better than the Yankees for sure. You like make- just. Yeah, you can make the argument that they're they just they have better a better lineup for sure and pitching is pretty even you know because the Yankees have Garrett Cole but that's really it the Blue Jays you know Robbie Ray has been lights out this month he's been pitching off out of his mind Um, he's a guy that the Astros looked at probably seven (sighs) years in a row but like I wish I wish they would have got him because he's been lights out um at least the last like month or two, he's been looking really good. I've got him on my fantasy team and he's been shoving. And I mean, Ryu aging, he's still good. You know, his ERA is sub four. So that's always good. I think it's like three, five or three, six right now. So, uh, so he's not too bad. And, you know, Ross Stripling is dog shit, but it's whatever. But, I mean, who cares about Ross Stripling? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, ever since, ever since, ever since, uh, ever since Breggy and Brantley went, or it was no, it was Springer and Bre- and Breggy, right? They went back to back on him in the All Star game. Yes, yeah, he's yeah. never been the same. No, nope. <laughs> he's never been the same. Ruined the whole man's career. <laughs> yeah, like that one pitcher that tried to sue in two different states. What was that guy's name? That was a Blue Jays pitcher too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the Astros just asked the judge to throw it out. No, the judge did throw it out because. I can't remember exactly. It was something to do with like signs not actually being exactly a trade a trade secret or something. I can't remember. It was something weird. Trade secrets was the dissenting, I guess, word or term. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot of uh, ground to stand on on that thing. No, not at all. I guess I could talk a little bit about that futures game I was at. Um, for the most part, well, hey, though. Before you do that, I uh, I have to cut my time here short. Oh yeah, the hospital Jose, is Jose. calling me in. Jose's got to go save lives. That's why he wasn't here last time, I believe. <laughs> uh, that totally different story that I can't tell on the next podcast, on oh, the next episode. All right, we'll we'll Definitely. look forward to that. All right, for sure. All right, fellas. Thank all right, we'll catch you later, part. buddy. Peace. Yep. Take care, y'all. All right. So, I was as you guys as you know, I was at the uh, the futures game on Sunday. Um, you know, I got. To see a few guys, you know, Bobby Wood, Jason Dominguez, Adley Rushman, guys like that. Um, Michael Toglia, who's actually one of the top prospects for the Rockies, went deep, which was pretty cool. You know, home crowd was going nuts. Uh, but for the most part, I wasn't really in my seat for that. I was kind of walking around, getting drinks, buying souvenirs, waiting for my L2 V jersey to finish, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, but it was still pretty entertaining. You know, I saw Pedro Leon struck out only one at bat which kind of sucks but yeah i mean it's cool to see him in maybe a professional setting he's probably the only untouchable on this astros uh in the in the system right now so yeah and our farm system is not great so i really i'm kind of interested to see how mr click maneuvers some of these trades i know because you know guys like miles straw Chaz mccormick are probably tradable um, most of our bullpen arms are going to be up for grabs, <laughs> especially if we're going after one. Basically, the only untouchables are like the top seven in the, or the top six or seven in the lineup, like our normal guys, and then Presley and Stanek. I think that's the only people that are untouchable. Yeah, um, I did see an article in Climbing Tows Hill where I think, not I think, but the, the author thought that maybe, maybe, Forrest Whitley might be on the block this year. I know this, uh, this, I don't even know if this is a controversial topic or controversial opinion anymore. Yeah. Because I really don't want him. I don't think he's, he's definitely Mark esque He hasn't done much. He's been hurt, struggled. He, 
strange how some of these, uh, I guess, prospects still end up so coveted even after three, four years of just mishaps, injuries, suspensions, what have you, um, and still end up, you know, in the in, as the number one prospect on the team. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Like he, I mean, he was kind of. I think it was slated to probably get called up this year, and then, you know, if, we had to go out and get Tommy John. I have never really been a huge fan of Forrest Whitley anyway. I just kind of feel like he he just hasn't done anything to excite me. So I would would not care if he got moved at all. So and Corey Lee might get moved, especially if they're like uh, I've seen it seems like ownership and just everybody in general, this is like a win now situation. Very much so. Um and I think when Lou now was here it was about protecting your farm system, but also making a win now move. You know, how else do you get Verlander and Grinky uh, in subsequent years at the deadline? Um, so I think Click is in the same situation where he's in a win now situation with this team, but that farm system is not as loaded as it used to be. Um, no, not at all. Definitely not. Quite a bit. So it's going to be a situation where if this is going to be a year that we win, it'll sacrifice the potential you know future of, of the team so we'll, we'll see what direction it heads and it'll be interesting to see how he navigates the deadline with the potential pieces that we have to move yeah especially with some big names on the block like Kimbrell Bryant guys like that yeah, I mean, um I mean, the Cubs are on a fire sale it seems like uh and it looks like the twins might be trading Barrios too which was interesting to me I saw a really stupid article. I don't know who it was by, but they were telling that it was like the Astros should trade Kyle Tucker for. Jose. I was like, no, <laughs> never. That's hard no for me. You know, before he was, uh, I guess in nineteen when he was kind of stinking it up, I would have been like, yeah, maybe. But he's become a bona fide core of, uh, or sorry, part of this core on this team, and just watching him hit today kind of reminded me, like, wow, this dude was once the most coveted um, guy that this team had and he's finally in his rightful place as that 25 home run 75 rbi just you know six hole seventh hole hitter Um, he's so he's he he's so like his role is so perfect for him at least in my opinion like he's he's gonna be an all-star eventually in my opinion i'm pretty pretty soon probably and I think he, he, he might want a gold glove out there, too. He's been super underrated as a defender. Yeah, he, he, he's not the most graceful of guys out there. Um, and, and when he had his first gold glove, I guess, finalist or, or nomination, it really surprised me. I was like, really, this guy? But when you look at his advanced numbers, he's arguably top you know five in his position. Um, and most metrics in this year, I think he's up there in fielding percentage and um, he's up there in outfield assists. Like he's actually doing some fantastic work out there. And um, it's, it's great to see uh, him kind of, you know, like I said, take into the form that we knew he was going to be whenever we, you know, whenever he was untouchable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I see why he was untouchable in the Lunau era. So uh, props to, our old GM for making sure we, we didn't let him go. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It was right. I'm super happy. We still got him. He's probably one of my favorite players on the team as, as you know, so. Yeah. Mr. Kyle Tucker fan club president over here. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure my bio on Twitter is a Kyle Tucker fan club, official Kyle Tucker fan club account. What's your Um, cards now of Kyle Tucker's? uh... Are we talking about cards or autographs? Both. I don't know about cards it's going to be definitely above 100 um autographs is in the 20 to 25 range somewhere holy fuck i didn't know you had 100 cards of his oh my god i've got they're all rookies and stuff i've got a bunch of like you know just base ones and whatnot that i've just held on to i guess you have some to sell whenever they're worth you know a couple hundred bucks (laughs) yeah if he if he ever makes the hall of fame or (laughs) whatever but yeah i've got a i've got a bunch of his stuff and that's my dude. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we should get into uh, you know recapping what we kind of missed almost since our last since we last you know recorded. Yeah. Uh, which was like the homestand with the A's and the Yanks. Like you were talking about earlier, you know, Jordan hit those two home runs in the first game against Chris Bassett. 
who I said was going to carve us up in that last podcast. So I definitely ate my words on that. Uh, I think he was even surprised. <laughs> Pretty sure he said something like, yeah, that were, the, our lineups were relentless or something like that. But they looked really good in that game for sure. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it, it was looking a little bit gloom um, coming into that maybe fourth or fifth inning when it was six to two. Um, you know, we were looking kind of flat, to be honest. And then uh, I, I forget how we scored the third run, but Jordan hit a three-run dinger as the second home run of the game and tied it up. And that was just amazing to see. And uh, as they coined on the broadcast, it was a – very uh, shining example of dad power, you know, after having his second child, um, a son, uh, and coming back from paternity leave, he just came out and hit two casual dingers, you know, another day at the office. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm like, we were talking about earlier, he's in a sub. I'm not worried about it at all. He's Jordan Alvarez. Like, he, he'll be back, you know, and then they won that second game. Third game, they stumbled a little bit. You know, it's, it's normal. You know, they still won the series. Happy about that. You always like beating the A's. So there wasn't really much to say about that A series, but this Yankees series, there's a lot to say. <laughs> Just in general, I didn't personally get to watch any of it, which sucked because I was in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did keep up. I did see the first two scores. I did actually watch like the very end of the Garrett Cole game. Yep. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, they didn't. What well, they didn't score a run in the first two games, right? No, we were shut out. I mean, it was it was terrible. We had six hits and, and both games combined. It was it was terrible. But as you were saying, that Garrett Cole game, uh, just a complete, utterly dominant performance. Very dude. Uh, I I watched some highlights. Back, you know, I watched some highlights from it. And Jesus, Garrett Cole was Even throwing cheddar. He was. Oh man, it was it was ridiculous. He looked he looked like Astros Garrett Cole. Oh yeah, easily. Um, in the the last at bat against your Don, I mean your Don had the game in the balance. I think we had someone on base too. I mean it's, it's hard to recall because I was in Dallas as well, so I didn't get to watch the entire game. I just saw the box scores, but man, it was crazy. Um, and I think Garrett struck him out on four pitches. I think he maybe fouled one off, but. He was just pounding the zone with 99, 98, 100. I mean, just yeah. incredible and he, stuff. And he threw that was it was like on his 129th pitch. I think he threw like 129 or something like that in that game. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's why, uh, not to cut you off, but I mean, that was why we loved him as an Astro. You know, he bland personality aside, he was the guy that would come out and throw his best shit in the very last pitches of his outing like oh oh for pete's sake oh for pete's sake seven (laughs) two thirds in you know one guy might be on first or whatever the situation is one more in game and he just goes out and throws 100 on the gun strikes him out looking and just fucking you know he's he's ridiculous i mean i know he was struggling the last few weeks with the i i don't know you know sticky stuff whatever blah 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 Mm -hmm. but he just looked like vintage Garrett Cole. Like it was unbelievable. And, you know, you love to hate him. You love hate to, to, and you hate to love him. It's yeah. Garrett Cole for you. And his is only affiliated to himself. So, well, um, we can talk about that game three uh, if you want to. I know you didn't really get to watch it. I didn't really get to watch it, but I definitely saw what happened at the end. Yeah, I was on the road from Dallas in my car, looking at the MLB app, watching the pitches come in on the little, you know, game. Oh, yeah. Live. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And all that little blue dot hit the center of the square, or, sorry, the bottom of the square because it was a, a hanging changeup. Um, and I saw, you know, hit in play with run scored. I'm like, okay, Jose tied it up or something. Uh, we're, we're getting there. And then I see the score change from seven to five to eight to seven. I completely lost my shit. I was screaming in the car by myself. Unbelievable. I mean, earlier in that game, Maldonado hit a homer. Remember, he mocked the Yankees with like pulling his jersey off <laughs> or whatever. 
because I know Aaron Judge did the thing, and then he said, oh, I'm cold. And then, you know, Gary Sanchez put it on, and Odor was there. Everyone was just being a little bitch in the dugout. Man, I fucking hate the Yankees. But they were just all being little babies, basically. And not, and Altuve shut them the fuck up. As he usually does. <laughs> oh, my God. He made – he Chad Green is that man, that little tiny man's child. He, he like, he just – cooks him every time like he, chad green was one he hit that three one bomb off of him in new york too yeah god yeah. And, and and we didn't win the series it was the same situation in the first series where we lost the first two and then came back roared back and then won the third in such a fashion where they were deflated after the series as if they were swept you know i know it's crazy like they there's no way they left that like they left Houston thinking they won that series, even though they did. No. All they could probably think about is Altuve literally shitting on him. It's <laughs> it's beautiful. Makes me so happy. Even in Boone's, uh, I don't know. They, they got they got they got shut out today too by the Red Sox. Perfect. Perfect. I seem to I seem to the shit cake, I guess. But um, even in Boone's post game presser, he sounded like they were swept, like thirty runs to three. Uh, it, you know, like they just lost their series or their season right there. Um, so just with one swing, all two, they just said, shut the fuck up to the haters as if uh, to say, you know, yeah, I have a tattoo now. So take a look. Yeah, it was, it's a pretty bad tattoo. <laughs> so, um, And then the pictures on Twitter were, of course, you know, very fuzzy. And you had the dumbass Yankee fans coming in on Astros Twitter tweets and uh, saying, where's the tattoo? Where's the tattoo? If you just watch the broadcast, you would see it. Yeah, his jersey definitely came off, and he was looking yoked. So, yeah. you love to see that. He's stacked. He is a stacked little man. God, I love Jose Altuve. Literally. Yeah. I, <laughs> man, I, I this Astros team is making me really happy. Like, they just seem like they're having so much fun. You know, it just kind of – I mean, Correa said it earlier in the season. It reminds him of the 17 and 19 teams, which both went to the World Series. Yeah. So – you know, fingers crossed. I mean, yeah, this, you know, even when there are down games, like, you know, the first two in the Yankee series, the last one in the, um, in the A series, you go back to Baltimore getting swept out of goddamn Orioles. Um, even I never, I never like got discouraged though by any of that. No, exactly. That's, that's exactly my point. Like you never, you know, sure. That night feels terrible after that stupid ass loss, but when you when you wake up the next day, you see that they pound another above five hundred team as they've been doing. You get you you are reaffirmed of the of the notion that this team is going to go to the World Series and they're going to probably win it. You know, it has that same energy. God, I really I need a Dodgers Astros World Series rematch. Like and it's like so bad, and I just want to win so bad, and I just want everyone to shut the fuck up so bad. Like it's just that is like my only wish in life right now is just beat the Dodgers in the world series again. And then everyone just shuts up for the rest of the time. I don't mind the anxiety that comes with a seven game series. I wanted to go to game seven at minute made, you know, American league, uh, I guess yeah, they, they won that game for us. Yeah. Um, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take advantage of that, but it just has that energy and, I definitely don't mind it going to seven if it goes to seven because it'll just be that much more poetic, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, like, I almost thought they were going to, it was going to, there's going to be a rematch last year. Like, I, we came like one game away. One game away. It's ridiculous. And that team is not as good as this team not at even all. One game away. We were in the game. Like, we, if we won that game, we would have, we would have, you know, we were there, um, which is crazy yeah. to think about. It's almost like it wasn't meant to be that year just because of, the improbable comeback and then just coming up short like yeah i mean and i don't even know if i would have wanted to win that world series it would have been a mickey mouse world series anyway exactly exactly it would have been an, an, another asterisk to a to a world series i guess or a mickey mouse world series i just need to we need to win this one this year just oh, get yeah. everyone to shut their pie hole <laughs> the fans back in the stands with a full schedule um yeah it, it it's there and we need just need to go get it especially with you know potentially create i'm not scared that's the thing like none of these teams scare me we are just crushing every playoff team like 
any team below 500 or near 500 apparently can just kick us around. But yeah, like, God, we have basically so far this season, we're five and zero against the White Sox. We are what, like, like four and two or five and two against the Red Sox or something like that. Like, yeah, something like we that. like all of these teams that we're possibly going to have to face in the playoffs. I'm not scared of at all. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no team that stares me in the face as someone who we will definitely not be able to get past because, you know, last year it was a little concerning facing the Rays because they had the best pitching of any team. So By far. Yeah, I mean, they were killing it. And so, you know, that had a different, you know, vibe to it. Um, I think this year is different. The bullpen is going to be a sore spot. It's, that's why they need to go out and get some somebody or some people. Or – or other option, all their starters go eight innings every single playoff game, and then probably yeah. Start. I mean, I, I that would be beautiful. Lance, Lance, and then Ryan Presley. Boom, done. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Yep. <laughs> that's that's the game plan. That that would be in a perfect world, yeah. But I still, it, in in the real world, <laughs> we we definitely need some bullpen help if we're gonna make a deep playoff run into the all World right. Series. I, I made a I made a glaring omission. Um, I forgot to include, you know, Verlander pitching an inning or two in the bullpen. Potential. Oh God, just just imagine a packed Minute Maid Park. The lights go down, and then you just see fucking Justin Verlander trotting out of the bullpen. Game seven of the World Series, up by one, not bottom of the or top of the ninth. Like just chills. Yeah, just just chills. Um, yeah, I mean, God. I'm just thinking about it. That would be insane if that happens. I, I, I mean, he, I, I wouldn't rule it out if he comes back, but I also wouldn't count on it. No. So I don't want to. I don't want to get my hopes up about that. No, definitely not. Um, kind of referencing that climbing Tal's Hill article. If we're going to go into that direction of what happens next year, um, okay. there was a kind of a proposition of maybe trading for Max Scherzer if the Nationals are going to be sellers, this uh, trade deadline. Yeah, it does look like they're not going to be, though. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a bit of a stretch, but that would be completely and utterly epic if we were to God, get... God, I love Max Scherzer. Yeah, I mean, he's not regressing at all. I mean, he just pitched his whatever, you know, up this to is, all-star game, you know? He's having, he's having the best season he's had in like five or six years right now this this season he's looking ridiculous he's got like a sub 2.5 eras under one whip i mean it's just ridiculous amounts of strikeouts he's he's looking like oh this is like a, it's almost like a career year for him which is crazy considering the career he's had exactly exactly and i mean adding him to our rotation would be just absolutely bonkers but i just don't really i I see more like a Richard Rodriguez, Craig Kimbrell type situation coming in. More than likely, is probably what we're going to go after. I would love to get a, a starter. You know, I saw the Twins were shopping Burrios too, mm-hmm. possibly. I just, I just don't know what we're going to give up. It's just going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm really excited to just see all the trades just in general, like where people end up, you know, we already had one with Jock Peterson going to the Braves, which was very interesting, which now, you know, that that means the Cubs are definitely throwing a fire sale. So we'll just have to see. Yeah. um, I think next episode, we're definitely going to have to do maybe a a trade special or maybe take a quarter or half of the episode and talk about potential trades. Um, as far as our team and then maybe one of the bigger trades um, depending on who's being shopped and all that. that I'm I'm super interested to see where Chris Bryant goes and I had an interesting theory about what if the Astros got him kind of thing. So I tweeted this earlier. If the Astros could somehow get Chris Bryant, you know, we can move Tucker to center, throw Chris and Chris Bryant and right. You know, we still got Brantley and Jordan rotating Bregman will come back. That's, you know, a disgusting, nasty, ridiculous lineup of epic proportions because Tucker would be hitting like eighth <laughs> in that lineup. <laughs> Next year, you know, with us being, you know, buyers and Correa probably not going to get re-signed. We're going to have this luxury tax problem and 
all that. Um, we could probably get Chris Bryant for a lot less if we resign. If we resign Chris Bryant, we could probably get him for a lot less because Correa's going to want stupid money. Chris Bryant, I mean, yeah, he's a superstar. Yeah, he's great, but I really don't think he's going to be a three hundred million dollar guy, right? So, you know, what if we got him and we threw him at third and moved Bregman back to shortstop? It's his natural position. I know a lot of people don't like that, but he doesn't have the best arm at third. I mean, it's what he played in college. Uh, I don't know. It's just just a theory. It's pretty out there. It's just an idea. Uh, This probably will never happen. I, I I just think it'd be interesting more than interesting um it's kind of akin to maybe the past rumors where we're like oh what if we get nicholas castellanos oh what if we get jt real muto have the best hitting catcher in an already stacked lineup it's an interesting thing to kind of discuss and you know maybe fantasize about a little bit yeah i mean there's going to be a lot of guys getting sold you know Catel Marte, eduardo escobar we got chris bryant going you know a lot of the, I just don't really think the Astros are going to be buying a hitter. I don't think they really need one. Their lineup is the best in baseball. It's probably going to be a pitching focused trade deadline like it usually is. Right. But it's always fun to dream and to fantasize. <laughs> and I think maybe, maybe uh, from a, uh, what's the word? Like from a maybe clubhouse perspective to get, I guess, the fill in or the shoe in for Correa when he leaves mid-season might not be the best thing I agree Um, but also you're right we don't need the hitting per se um we definitely need bullpen arms um and we don't even need starters um not really but you know it would be nice to have one (laughs) exactly and I mean we've got still some guys on the shelf that have yet to make an appearance that will maybe bolster the bullpen I'm not sure if when this happens but I mean Pedro Baez is coming back yeah, the man. invisible man, Austin Pruitt. So, man, the invisible man, let's call him. Yeah, exactly. The enigmas. <laughs> that's what they should, that's what the, the, the enigmas. Yeah, the enigmas. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I don't think you're going to win a pennant with Ralph Garza and, uh, you know, Scrub as your seventh and eighth inning guys. If, you yeah, know. no, not all. Even though I love Scrub's caboose, it's just not going to carry us. But <laughs> my fault, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, man. I mean, he's, uh, you, how can you not love Andre Scrub? But I do. I do. He's a fucking awesome guy. But yeah. And, you know, we were talking today during the White Sox game, like, have a prayer circle because Scrub's coming in for the six run cushion. Let's see if he can hold it. And uh, luckily he did. So. Yeah, I mean, he's looked a little bit better recently, so that's good. Um, he has. He has. Uh, it definitely wasn't a safe situation. Presley had been used so much last week. I mean, it was the logical decision for sure. I mean, so, you know, as long as Belak never comes back in, I'll be happy. <laughs> I mean, and it's nothing against him. He's just – maybe he needs to change the scenery. Maybe he, need, he, he needs to be one of the guys dealt for sure. <laughs> oh, if we can – just throw him in there. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's a great guy, but it just, I can't anymore. I just can't. I can't. It's, it's, it's hard to watch. Like I, I, since I live in Georgia, I have to watch, you know, MLB TV. If I, like I pay for the subscription mm-hmm. so that I can watch the Astros games and, you know, the commercial breaks for those, it's like all those like MLB flashbacks, you know? Oh God. And I get the one like at least three times a game where Mike Trout hits his 300 home run and it's off of Belak, and it's just like, oh. Your, uh, your MLB TV subscription is uh, taking a fat shit on your face when that happens. I do get the, I do get the Correa walk-off from last year, though, sometimes okay. from the, from the Rays get from the race series. I do get that sometimes. So it's like, it like, it, it like likes to teeter this line between like, make me want to throw my head through a wall <laughs> and like want to throw my head through a wall and joy, you know, just it's, yeah. <laughs> It's just kind of like this fine line that it rides. Yep. So it's it's okay. I can deal with it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Well, we're getting close to the end here. So you want to do uh, some second half predictions? 
Sure. I mean, where do you want to start? Because I know that we've talked about um, how the team has been doing in this first half, you know, especially going into the all-star break, you know, capping it off with that Altuve walk-off. But how do you see the second half of the season going in the team with the team in its current state? Well, we're the number one hitting team in baseball. We don't have Alex Bregman, who should be back probably sometime early August, I think, maybe the end of this month. It's only he's only at least from my understanding, he's only a few weeks out. From from my from where I'm sitting, please do not rush him back. Just I agree. He doesn't need to be rushed back, but just not at all. Just, exactly. He's gonna be back. And when he is back, and oh, and Aledmus Diaz is pretty close to a rehab. At this point, that would be a boon of epic proportions if we get him and Bregman back and still have Toro and McCormick who are both killing it. God, yeah. As villains, as shoe-ins, you know, as guys, you know. I mean, we need to just, the Robel Garcia experiment's definitely over, and he just needs to be packaged in with a trade or something or sent back down or I don't know, whatever. But presence right now, but yeah, exactly. It's, uh, just getting those two guys back is going to be astronomical. So uh, my prediction, you know, I think, I don't think we win 100 games. I think we get like 90. I think we go, I think we go 98 and what is that? 98 and 64. I think that's where we're going to sit at at the end of the season. That's my prediction. I think our second half MVP is probably, probably going to be Correa because he was killing it before. And I just think he's probably, it's his contract year. He's just going to show out. He's probably going to continue to rake. Um, going to prove that he's a top five, top three shortstop in the league. I think Correa is probably going to be our second half MVP. And I think that after what Lance McCullers did today, I think he's going to be our, like, I guess our Cy Young for the second half, in my opinion. And what he did today was just absolutely, it's just ridiculous. Like, like Bagwell was kind of saying it on the broadcast, but after a game like this, you realize, oh shit, we have this guy for five more years. Yeah. I I mentioned that earlier. I was like, we got this dude for five years. Like he's, and he's only 27. We get so we can extend him again. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Oh my god. I think, I think he's 27. I gotta look this up. His his rookie year was what 2015 or 16? Yeah, he's 27. Yeah, I mean, I think him being 2015. Who yeah. drafted him, right? That's 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 known information. Is that correct? Yes, we did draft him. Yes. Uh first round, he was the 41st overall so he was a i don't even know how to pronounce compensator compensate pick (laughs) there you go yeah sorry yeah thank you for that yeah but Uh, he he made his debut in 2015 when he was 21 and his actually his highest era to date was 4.25 in 2017 and he was an (laughs) all-star okay um wait he was an all-star in his rookie campaign no, in 2017. Oh, 2017. Yeah, which was his worst year, at least ERA wise, um, kind of statistically almost. Uh, he. Well, All Star is kind of the first half uh, accolade, right? Uh, I agree. I think I, I remember that season. He kind of did blow up in the second half. Um, but I mean, other than that, he's always always had a sub four ERA. Um, he's always been a solid starter. He's always got good just numbers in general i mean he's super underrated so i'm excited that we've got him for as long as we do and he lives breathes eats shits houston it's beautiful yeah he's a he's kind of a homer and as a as a guy that we drafted you know same thing with bregman correa those guys um i'm very glad that and i'm I'm glad that we retained him as part of this core for as long as we did you know yeah it's gonna be sad to see correa go but i mean We've got Altuve. We've got Bregman still for. We've got them under control for a while. Um, and Altuve's not. Altuve's only what thirty one. He's he's still got a ways to go. He's gonna and he's he's gonna be playing for a while. I hope he becomes the second Mister Three Thousand of the Astros. We'll see. He's on pace. He is on pace. Um, yeah, that would be that would be amazing. And I will be hopefully, if not at that game, watching it live because. I watched wow. 3,000 live. Oh, yeah. Was, I mean, I think everyone did. 
<laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, when I was 10, I mean, it's insane to think about that, but yeah, when I, I, I mean, I was 10 too, or I was, I was either 10 or 11, one of the two, I can't remember. What are your predictions for the second half? Let's see. What do you think we're, we're going to, what's our record and you know, your MVP, your Cy Young, let's hear it. I will uh, maybe rebut your Korea MVP prediction. I think that Korea is as streaky as anybody else I've seen when he gets on a hot streak, he'll maintain it for a while. Um, so I, I want to kind of maybe pick a different route and maybe go, Oh, I don't know. Altuve <laughs> or, or Tucker. I, think I mean, at the rate that he's hitting these home runs, you know, his average isn't there, but he's sort of becoming a power hitter. Yeah. So, Altuve, I would say Altuve is our first half MVP in oh, my opinion. Oh, yeah. So, but I mean, you, he could be the whole, uh, he's just, he's just ridiculous. So, yeah. but continue. Yeah. And, and, you know, as, as we saw, um, I guess it was in the 19 year, the year he had, um, what was it? 34 home runs. Yeah. And he's on pace to shatter that. <laughs> the second half of that year, I remember that, you know, it was almost like, uh, uh, it was that first year where he really slumped badly. Like he was, around maybe 250, 255, um, maybe a quarter, a third of the way through the season. Just not, not typical Altuve. So I think, you know, in that year, he was the best hitter in baseball the second half of the season. I think he might have a similar trajectory this year. Um, just based on, you know, the, the events of that year. Um, so I could definitely see Jose kind of, bringing on that same energy that'd be um, ridiculous just because he already has 20 home runs a season and yeah and i mean he, it's crazy i hate to say it but we don't miss springer a whole lot because altuve is kind of filling in that role beautifully and then yeah he's doing great one thing one thing springer was excellent at was turning over the lineup you know if the guys if, if the eight and nine seven eight nine hitters got on base george was there to uh to drive him in so altuve has done that excellent excellently is that a word i i love him in the leadoff spot it's 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 great it's his natural it's his natural um spot in the order i think if not i agree second you know after Jordan. yeah he was he was definitely hitting i mean well he was hitting second the entire time springer was with us so you know i like him i like him hitting first for sure and uh, i like brantley at second i think brantley is a really good two-hole hitter oh man <laughs> he is a machine i mean oh yeah yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's um, a we that's been getting at another episode. <laughs> um, and I could maybe for the whole year, I could see Yuli being the Astros MVP because he still, I think, currently leads the team in RBIs. Um, yeah, he did slow down a little bit. I mean, he's just an on base machine at this point because his, his power numbers have definitely dropped a little bit. You know, he's only sitting at 10 homers on the season. Um, right. Yeah, he's not, he's not driving the ball maybe as much. He's still hitting the ball all over the field. Yeah, um, he's getting on base like crazy. He's got the most walks of his career, and it's already it's only halfway through the season. Yeah, I mean he was he was hitting what like three three thirty nine three forty at one point, and now he's hitting three twenty five. I mean, what a slacker! Uh, it went up. It definitely went up after today because oh yeah, yeah. He, he his on base, I think he went what four for five, and with like a walk or two walks or something, it was something crazy. Yeah, yeah, he had a great night. Um, and then I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you on Lance. Um, if Lance is I mean, I don't even want to say all the way healthy, but if he's all the way healthy um, and having nights like tonight on a you know semi-consistent basis, um, you know, walks have been kind of the main area that he's kind of slacked in maybe this year. His whip is, was elevated, I think, in the 1.2 range the last time I checked, um, which is which like is, which is crazy <laughs> yeah. considering what his ERA is. Exactly, he's now pitching a. A two point eight ERA, seven wins on the on the season. So yeah, you can definitely get out of jams. That's for sure. So I, I think he's definitely in that, uh, I guess, second half side in conversation for me as well. Yeah, I Lance is definitely my guy. You know, I I could also see Framber uh, possibly turning it around. I know he's had some walk problems and whatnot, but I could see him turning it around. Uh, Grinky is just going to be always, you know, our ace. I know. Uh, at least for this season, we're going to lose him after this season. I know we never probably, unless he comes back, like you said, and last, last time on a team friendly deal, probably going to lose him. But, you know, the legend of Zach Greenkey only lasts for so long. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's very much been, I think, one of the most beloved players um, 
in recent memory. You know, maybe Tony Kemp in that conversation too. But Granky, yeah. But himself. the thing about Granky is like he's actually a Hall of Fame player. So yeah. it's like he's also one of the best pitchers ever. So it's there's that. <laughs> There, there is that, you know, Tony, I wouldn't, I, I love Tony Kip to death, but he's definitely not one of the best second basemen. Ever. No, no, but I mean, I think in the uh, Hall of Fame of personalities and, uh, you know, his just mannerisms, his, his whole vibe, he's the best clubhouse guy ever. And great on that same plane, but in more of like maybe a wizardly fashion where um, he could probably talk your ass off on different things as far as pitching goes. Um, but yeah, like you said, if he comes back, that would be amazing on a team friendly deal. That would be awesome. But yeah, did you did you see his like his reaction to that Altuve walk off? He was standing in the back of that pile, basically that everyone. He was smiling his ass off. It was great. It was like it was like a it, yeah, it was a, it was a funny face. Um, <laughs> he had that he had that like nerdy grin or something. It was it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was a very nerdy grin. I was gonna say it was, it was almost not like a smile, but more like a like a surprise look or a nerdy smile, but. Um, I, I still have that picture of uh, him when he was sitting in the in the, I guess, uh, in the stands with his mask on. Oh yeah, that's a good one. There's a there's a Photoshop of him in the classroom from Billy Madison, and so my <laughs> cover photo on Twitter, and it's like, yep, that's that's him. I think I think my favorite one is the one of him on the yoga mat with his like legs crossed. Oh, he's <laughs> for the ground screw to like patch up the mound or something. Oh yeah. All right, well, I think that'll do it for today. We definitely didn't wind that down as well as we should have. (laughs) Couldn't stop talking about Mr. Zach Grinke, but I think we're getting close to our time limit here. You got any closing remarks? Anything you wanted to say? Um, Other than it's been a fun uh, game tonight, um, and I hope they keep that same energy. I hope that... um, they at least do well against Giolito. Don't kill him. He's a good guy as far as uh, nah, murder him on the field. But Rodone, go to town on him. Go to God, town. I, mm. Put up a sixth spot and get him out in the fourth inning. I uh, would love that. You know, talking all that shit. But um, yeah, I agree. I mean, White Sox staff is scary, but I think we got it. Are we going to are we going to predict a sweep for, for this series like last time? I guess we won three out of four last time, but I I actually don't think they're going to sweep this time. Um, they've been riding, you know, what they're on a five-game win streak now against the White Sox. I don't know who's going to beat. I really hope it's not Radone. Um, but I feel like they're probably going to lose one of these games, and I feel like either Giolito or Rondone is probably going to pitch a gym. Um, it's just, it's just going to happen. But I think we take two out of three. I really hope we – I, I hope it's Giolito, and I hope we absolutely destroy Rondon, but I think we take two out of three. Yeah, I think that's a fair fair assumption. So let's let's go with it. And let's leave it open so that we're not wrong again about which game we win or lose. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not predicting that at all anymore. Um not after the Chris Bassett incident. Yeah, yeah, we'll just leave it at that then. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Um well. I think we covered everything I want to talk about today. Uh, and this was episode two. Still tip of podcast. We're still trying to get everything organized and together. You know, we're still pretty disorganized. We're not, we don't know what we're doing, but we're doing our best. And to our nine listeners from last week, we appreciate you. <laughs> thank y'all. Yeah, thank y'all a lot. Whoever's listening to this, Jesus. Um, yeah, we really do appreciate it. And I'm Braden. That'll be at Brazy underscore on Twitter. And uh, I'm Chris at that big guy Chris on Twitter. You'll see me when you see Zach Grinky in the Billy Madison classroom. Oh, yeah. Uh, give us a follow. We're always looking to interact. I like to talk about baseball cards, post baseball cards. So if you're into that, definitely hit me up. And so is Jose. I think it's like Jose G with like three or four of them. Um, <laughs> something like that. He, uh, he had to bounce. So. He can't do his outro, but he'll be in here a little bit more. He, like I said, he's a nurse. He's out there saving lives. So sometimes he, uh, he will, he'll either be here or he won't. Um, what the fuck are we doing when he's out there doing that? How do we continue? I don't know, dude. I literally, 
I'm yeah. about to. I'm about to. I mean, I'm about to start a job with an IT company that helps doctors' offices. So I'll be that. That that that's better than nothing. And, uh, <laughs> I will sell cars to the doctors. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.